I'm a zombie. I've been bitten. You're listening to the Survival Podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello and welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me as always is the busy zombie lord, Lou Page. How's it going, Lou? It's going. I'm kind of excited for tonight. Yeah, we're going to talk about, uh, well, we're going to talk about one news story and uh, one Netflix series. Uh, and and we, we were, you know, we were going to watch one episode and then uh, both of us kind of watched the whole thing, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I've been in I've been in bed most of this week with a cold, really bad head cold, and I started watching one episode. And I was like, I'll get this episode out of the way since I can't get out of bed. And then I went, Oh, I'm on episode five. Oh, I'm on episode seven. Well, I guess in the morning I'm not going to work. I'll I'll watch episodes nine and ten. And that's what I did. And I watched all 10 episodes in almost one go. It's it's an easy watch. And if we haven't said it yet, we are going to be talking about Daybreak, the brand new Netflix original series. And it is going to be full spoilers. And we are going to spoil the entire first season. So if you haven't watched it, uh, don't go anywhere. Stick around for a little bit because we're going to talk about a new story as well as, you guessed it, Extra Life. We've got Extra Life coming up soon, and we've got a Zamp promotion just for our fine listeners. If you can donate to the campaign at bit.ly slash Extra Life Ryan in support of Sick Kids Foundation in Toronto, you'll be able to pick a movie for us to watch on Zamp. Your choice. We will not limit you outside of our ability to access the content. So for every $15 you donate, and it can stack, you can suggest a movie for us to watch. And guess what? If you donate up to $50, you can pick one of those movies for us to do an audio commentary on top of a movie discussion for a normal episode. So lots of fun stuff. Make sure your picks are obtainable. Uh, and the deadline is December 31st. And remember, go to bit.ly slash Extra Life Brian. Lou, uh, let's chat about the zombie news. Um... Let's talk about this Amazon Prime series that has acquired a Narcos versus Zombies. What do you think? Ah, uh, sounds weird. Yeah? You think it sounds yeah. weird? I think it sounds weird, especially coming from Amazon. I was thinking that this was Netflix. And I was like, that makes sense. Netflix does all kinds of weird stuff. They even have that Korean zombie thing that I haven't gotten around to watching yet. And now knowing that this is on Amazon, I'm like, this is weird. Yeah, it, well, here's the thing, folks. This isn't going to be uh, sort of an Amazon original series in the sense that, ooh, I can't wait to watch Narcos. Uh, but really, it's it's about it's this is a a uh, Mexico original for Amazon. So you're going to be watching this in Spanish, and you're going to be watching it with subtitles, right? Not that that's a problem. I just want to lay it out for everyone. This isn't the drama uh, like Narcos on Netflix, where it's all English speaking people with some subtitles. 
Um, I guess I don't really know that for a fact, but they do kind of bill it as a Mexico sort of production. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it says it's a Mexico Mexican TV production. So I'm guessing that this is something that's going to air in Mexico and Amazon has bought the, uh, the exclusive rights to bring it here to the States mm -hmm. or sell it in, or sell it internationally. It seems that way. It's so, I don't know. Like for me, if you had to, it's funny though. I was about to say, I don't think this is for me, but honestly, if you had, if you had sort of given me the synopsis for Daybreak, which we're going to talk about in a bit, I would say, well, I don't think that's for me. But turns out it's pretty strong content. So I don't want to kind of toss this aside right away. But I need to see a trailer before I decide I'm excited for this. Yeah, because I watched that Daybreak trailer. Like when it, it was announced, I didn't, know, I, I didn't know anything about it until it launched. And I was like, what's this? And yeah, I agree. I think if we get a trailer for Narcos vs. Zombies and it looks intriguing... I'll check it out. I honestly don't mind watching a show with subtitles. Uh, my gripe is is that Amazon is about 50-50 for me. Mm -hmm. uh, there's like two or three shows on there, maybe four. I really, really like there's one or two shows that I go, oh, that was okay. And even the, there's only one or two that make me excited to come back every year when they do a new season. And it, they've dropped a couple of things that I've been interested in. And I've been like, eh, I don't care. I really wasn't into that show to begin with. So nothing they've done really amazes me. So, I mean, I'm really excited for The Expanse to come back. Mm -hmm. Have you watched The Boys? Uh, I watched The Boys, and The Boys was fine. That was one of the ones I'm excited to come see come back. Mm -hmm. But, uh, and I like the Jack Ryan show, but I don't really watch a whole lot on Amazon. I don't either. I think the only series I binged and finished on Amazon was The Boys, and I'm super stoked for its return. Um, other than that, I've dabbled with, and I know Good Omens is is really is supposed to be really really good, and it was okay, or even okay at this point. But again, like I I watched a couple episodes, and I just haven't had a chance to go back to it. I know it's very short, very sweet, um, but. You know, this whole streaming war thing where everybody's getting new services or new new shows and all that, I you gotta the content has got to be top tier for me to to care. Well yeah, to care. And and honestly, when it comes to Amazon, they're kind of they don't really have to they need they need to try more because I am always subscribed to Amazon Prime for shipping reasons and other stuff. Yeah. But, that, that's kind of my thing is I'm with mm. Amazon for the shipping stuff. Uh, and it just happens to be, oh, hey, I get some streaming stuff on the side too. So Yeah, and that's where that's where they really have to wow you with content because honestly, it's not the it's not the reason I pay for it. Therefore, it's not the reason I sit down and I'm like, I'm gonna watch Amazon. You know, <laughs> it it's gotta be top tier content for me too, because it's about time at that point. It's not about price. I don't mind throwing, you know, five or, or whatever, six, seven dollars at Disney to watch The Mandalorian at launch. That's fine. I will do that. But that's because that looks like really good content. And I will go the extra mile to watch really good content and find the time to. But right now with Narcos vs. Zombies, I'm not I'm not seeing anything that's sort of uh, we haven't seen a trailer, but I'm not it's not really pulling me in. Right. Right. 
Now, uh, you've got a note here that uh, there's a Narcos zombie show coming to Netflix as well, or is this a joke? No, no, that, that was a that was a joke because I was typing. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> I didn't really understand what you were saying. Yeah, so uh, let's. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> It was a mistake, so Amazon. It's coming to Amazon. Yeah, yeah we knew that. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go, folks. Let's talk about our our series here, Daybreak. Now, this show, it came out of nowhere for me. Now, Luke, correct me. Did you know about this before it launched? Uh, I had only seen a trailer like maybe a month or so ago, maybe two months ago, where I didn't know what it was about. I knew it was about zombies, and I knew that... Uh, uh, Matthew Broderick was going to be a principal of a high school in it and I got about halfway through that trailer and I went okay this is something I'll check out when it hits Netflix but I never stuck around for the date mm. so I didn't realize it was already out and then you and I were talking about it last week and I was like oh that's out already sweet yeah I I had no idea it was coming out and I, I saw the trailer and we had just finished watching another Netflix series uh, the animated zombie one and yeah. funny enough Netflix has really latched on to the zombie genre because they had Santa Clarita diet for a while which they cancelled and I look at daybreak and I feel it has the same vibe you know the same comedy you know yeah. it's kind of in line um, it's not as it's not as um, how do I put this like teenage humor? So, you know, it's more this one. This one's teenage humor. But again, uh, Santa Clarita Diet was more, you know, mature, I guess. And but I see Daybreak and it's about these. It's a high school. It's based at a, at a high school level. There are a bunch of these kids. A bomb goes off and it turns all the adults into goo or ghoulies, which are effectively zombies uh and they play around with that really well originally we were only going to talk about the first episode and as we said we we, we blasted past that and i'm glad we did because they do some really fun stuff with the zombie tropes and they say zombie and they reference you know this isn't the walking dead so this is a one of the f- few universes where zombies appear and zombies are a real phenomenon like they're part of pop pop culture as well it was one of the things I truly, truly loved is right in the first episode, I think it is, or maybe it's the second episode, he gets bit or yeah. thinks he gets bit and he lops off his finger where he thought he got bit because he doesn't want it to spread. He's trying, to, he's trying and, to cut his arm off, right? And then yeah. he slips and hit his finger and then the little girl. So there's this little girl named Angelica. She's 10 years old and he used to babysit for her. She lights everything on fire and she says numb nuts and she pulls her arm up and she's been bit across her entire arm. It's like, this isn't the walking dead. <laughs> and he had just cut his finger off by accident. Um, after, well, he was trying to cut his arm off, but, uh, yeah, it is interesting. And a- afterwards it's like he, it dawns on him. Oh, this isn't as dangerous as I thought it was, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it's it's an interesting premise, and you know he so Josh, the main character, he's trying to find the love of his life, Sam Dean, um, and there's a lot of flashbacks going back to school and kind of you know filling in the bits, and the principal happens to be played by Matthew Broderick, which again, I can't remember the last time I've I've seen. I know I knew what he looked like. I knew his mannerisms in at this stage in his life, so I wasn't surprised to be like, oh man, Matthew Broderick. Yeah, I knew what he was like, but 
I can't remember the last time I saw him in anything. Do you? It, uh, I saw him get interviewed by Seinfeld in the current season of Seinfeld's uh, uh, Riding in Cars with Comedians, which mm-hmm. just came out. And before that, the last time I can think I saw him was that musical he did with Nathan Lane. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the um, But that was like 10 years ago. The 15. producers. Yeah. So... I mean, besides that, I can't think of the last time I saw him. And he's great in this. And honestly, at the start of the season, you kind of think, oh, he's just going to play in the flashbacks. He's the principal. And I kind of thought he would show up as a good guy, you know, thinking like, oh, if there was any adult. Oh, I, I knew exactly who Triumph was as soon as they weren't showing his face. Well, see, I thought, again, we didn't really know who he was Uh or and we didn't really understand he was bad until we saw him literally eat a finger off the side of the road so they build triumph von baron or something as this cannibal we haven't seen him action on that but he seems to be pretty pretty villainous right um yeah so yeah he uh he just shows up and he's he's causing all this this havoc and i and they i thought he was i i thought he would be the principal but honestly i thought when he took that helmet off he'd be good he's like oh man i survived the apocalypse and no it it it, uh it turns out that he it is the principal but he's quote unquote cannibal he's the cannibal yeah yeah he's the cannibal he's eating the kids to uh, because he has a craving for flesh or something yeah and there's some really interesting depth here with some of the characters like i'm not i'm here's the thing i'm not big on high school drama and all the intricate webs they weave with these types of stories however i can appreciate them and often get caught in that web you know ashley will be watching you know um uh, riverdale or uh, Gossip i have Girl. to say, i have to say that hmm. was my only gripe with the show is it was a little too much teen angst for my pure enjoyment sure but i understood that this wasn't being wholly marketed at me yeah, there was one episode in particular that was an entire flashback between Sam and Josh, and it was solely focused on their last, the last day dating. they had uh, of them dating. You're right. And that one, again, like, I'm watching and it's like, I'm glad this is a bingeable show in the sense that this isn't, if this was week to week, that they would have lost me. But the fact that I can get through this, get to the point at the end of that episode, then move on and be fine with that. You know? Yeah. But you're right. It was a bit much. Again, not for us. More for probably the target demographic, which is the the younger crowd. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, all in all, I really I like the world they set up. Um, the, everything's mutated. Like there's giant pugs. There's weird squirrels with spider eyes and crows with two heads, and sort of the mythos they set up with the ghoulies and. The, and the main the main character he, he he basically explains to you the audience most of, in most episodes. Yes. And if he's not narrating an episode, one of the other characters takes over. I mean, there's even an episode where Matthew Broderick narrates the episode, and I thought that was really clever. Yeah, I cannot overstate how great Matthew Broderick is in this season, and I think if. This is setting up Matthew Broderick as playing sort of the lovable but kind of creepy guy. Um, In future things. I I hope that's the case because he did such a great job from beginning to end, I thought. Like, I I haven't finished it. We're obviously going to talk about it all. But, 
yeah, great stuff. You you only have one episode left to watch. I I've do. seen the whole thing. Um, I think it's safe to say I don't think he'll be returning for the next season of this show. Should it come back? Um, I mean, you you told me he died. Like we, we can spoil yeah, he, he dies, and it's, <laughs> he's gonna come back. And the way they kill him, it's a callback to the first episode, mm -hmm. and it's a really clever callback to the first episode because they highlight something that's happened in almost every episode or some piece of dialogue that's happened in every episode, and they call back to it, and it ends up being the thing that kills him. And I had a funny feeling that's where the show was going, and then when they did it, I was like, oh, they really did do that. That was really clever. Mm -hmm. Well, the first episode, which is, uh, there's a scene that's in the trailers where he he uh, swings his, his, Josh, the main character, swings his samurai sword into someone's fingers. And again, just a really good example of the humor. But when he, the way he's able to escape, or at least buy himself time, is like, I use this samurai sword for, uh, you know, making my peanut butter and jam sandwiches and and that guy's allergic to uh to peanuts peanut butter. yeah it, it's it's a really clever show it's honestly i found really funny and engaging only a couple moments where it kind of slowed down a bit but it always picked back up and i don't mind the teenage you know drama bits as long as they're spread out it was just that one episode that felt a little lagging um but i'm curious lou like this is sort of now that we've seen this and we know the future Walking Dead series is going to be sort of in the same vein from an age group level, has this kind of set the bar for what that series could be? It has, but it, this was comedic. Mm -hmm. In even both, at no point there was only one or two episodes where I felt that this took itself seriously. Uh, I mean, when there's a there's a character, uh, give me a second and I'll give you his name. <laughs> uh, when Wesley, uh, who is the samurai Ronin that wants to redeem himself for the bad things he did before the apocalypse, uh, when there's an episode that tells you his backstory, and it's narrated by the RZA from the Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and I mean. I don't see Walking Dead doing something that clever. And you're right. Obviously, The Walking Dead is a serious show, and this is comedic, and it, it plays well into that. Um, so maybe by that logic, The Walking Dead, the new Walking Dead series, might not be as engaging. I, I think the thing I liked about this was it wasn't 100% serious. The fact that... Uh, your main character, Josh Wheeler, talks to you through most episodes. It kind of tells you where he's thinking or what he's planning on doing before he does it, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think that that makes him an endearing character, whereas I think The Walking Dead is going to try and make me feel that teenage angst by, like, remember when you were a teenager? And, mm -hmm. and, and they're going to do a lot of tropey things. Whereas I felt this show didn't do a lot of tropey things. There was tropey things, like Josh's goal is to eventually find his quote-unquote girlfriend, Sam. And you know that they, from the backstory, it, unlike in our last show uh, that we talked about, Last Kids on Earth, where that girl barely even knew he existed, him and Sam were friends before the apocalypse. Mm -hmm. And it was even hinted at that they were romantically entangled before the 
the apocalypse and that she's now just missing. Mm-hmm. And his goal to find her doesn't he doesn't just run off every time he hears she's someplace. He, there's sometimes he hears that she might be someplace. And he's like, yeah, but I got to go rescue my other friends first. Or, yeah, but I'm already neck deep in this other problem that needs to get solved. Well, he doesn't, he, he, he finds out pretty early on that he gets word that they're at the mall. But the reason he goes to the mall is because he's being chased by the jocks. So the yep. way the world is set up is that they take the idea of what a stereotypical high school is and they split everybody up into groups. There's the jocks, the geeks, the 4-H club, which I thought was very great. Like in California, is there a large contingent of 4-H? Yes. Okay. I did not know that. Um, my only interaction with 4-H has been, you know, in, in my neck of the woods where I grew up in, in farmland, basically. Uh, so that's interesting. And essentially, he's being chased by all the jocks. Uh, the main jock who, uh, what's his name? um a turbo turbo which is his real name by the way and his father great cameo by the way by uh i would consider it a cameo Uh, yeah it's a cameo by uh wow he's not even be showing up in the credits here hold on he the actor is who was billed to play dead no that's uh deathstroke Deathstroke, it's joe Joe mag uh magniello yeah so he shows up. You're thinking like, nah. He's just he's his cameo is bre- is just a picture and, in a frame. And, and, and they even set it up perfectly. He's introducing somebody to his dad, and he shows a photo of Joe Magniello holding a tiger in his lap. And you're like, uh huh. And then they go to a mall, and that photo is everywhere in all the frames. And the kid doesn't believe him. Is like, yeah, you just bought an empty frame. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, no. That's my dad in the frame. And you're like. Oh, that's a clever joke because Joe Magniello has done a bunch of stuff for Netflix. So you're like, okay, I get it. Ha ha ha. Funny, funny. And then later on in a flashback, Joe Magniello walks out and you just go, oh my God, it really is his dad. Yeah. And and you know what? They kind of look alike. So I think they nailed it in terms of likeness, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a really, again, a really clever show. And just like a lot of other Netflix products... Um, they, they build a smart series and they don't water it down. You know, uh, there are a lot of different types of characters, right? There's a few moments that take you out a little bit. Uh, and I, I, I hope they're things they're going to address in the next season because basically all the teenagers are alive, but most of the kids are dead and most of the adults are dead. So it's just kind of a teenager-run world. Mm-hmm. You never run into anybody that seems to be over the age of about 22, 23. Well, Angelica is 10, but maybe she's the outlier, right? Yeah, she's the outlier. And then when you find out what her mom does for work, it makes sense when they figure out what kept them all alive. Uh, what you find out is that they've all been kept alive because they got... Uh, HPV? Uh, uh, no, the sorry, HP- the HPV uh, vaccine. The HPV vaccine. <laughs> I should have finished that sentence. I should yeah. have had a pause. Um, no, yeah, that I thought that was a, a interesting, funny sort of political take. I guess because that's I guess that would be considered political at this point, right? Not political. It is. But- it is because it's being considered one of the vaccines that like is a is not mandatory because there's there's problems with it. 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, I was more uh, I was more leaning not specifically. I wasn't talking specifically of the vaccine. I don't know enough about to speak specifically to HPV vaccine, but more but vaccination, to vaccinations is a yeah, like a, the pro or anti vaxxers and yeah, because one of the biggest jokes that 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 uh, the principal makes is. Well, a bunch of your students died. Well, we know that they were anti-vax from anti-vaxxer families. And, 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 and I thought that that was really clever. And you're left wondering why the principal is alive. And then you find out he was a coward. And the school had a, 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 a shelter in it. And he locked himself in the shelter for a month. Yeah. Yeah. And he went, he went batshit crazy uh it, yeah this the the show's kind of got an uh, uh, an answer for everything and but then yeah, it doesn't answer everything really at the end no, of the day at one point they have a conversation they meet a bunch of kids that are still online playing games with people because everything that didn't get destroyed like technology wise like power plants and the internet are all still working without people there to manage them mm-hmm yeah. And, and and I got I thought that was really clever. And there's a bunch of kids playing, I think it's Halo or something like that. And he's like, So you've talked to other kids across the globe? Like like what's going on? Does anybody know what caused it? And they all just kinda look at him shrug and go back to their game. And I got it, it was a clever joke, but I hope that next season we actually get sort of an answer to those questions. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. And they do allude to playing. The reason he asks is because they say, oh, we're playing online with people all over the world. And when he asked that question, I, I as the audience, probably a lot, uh, similar to you, were like, ah, oh, really? Like, no one's interested in this? I guess, like, if the world is fucked up, then the world is fucked up. Whether you, whether, like, it doesn't matter. Like, if I tell you, oh, yeah, um, it's messed up everywhere. Is that going to change the way you live your life now? And... That's the thing about this show. It's very condensed to one community in California, right? They don't really move outside that. And after what happens in the end of this episode, you have a funny feeling they might be expanding beyond their community. Yeah. Now, we don't no word on a season two being greenlit yet. Obviously, this just came out. This literally is only a couple weeks old. Yeah. I think this is the quickest we've ever covered sort of a series at once. But yeah, I I really liked it. My other favorite character was Eli. He is the kid that they know they call the knockoff. Oh, and, Eli. Every, and everything he owns is a knockoff of something famous or something thing. Even his name, his last name is Kardashian, but he's not related to the Kardashians. It's spelled with a C, not a K. And I thought that that was hilarious. Yeah. No, again, really smart. And uh, the one thing we haven't mentioned is the fact that the main character Josh is uh, transplanted Canadian. Canadian. So, yeah. <laughs> and they, I was waiting for you to bring it up. I know, I know. And uh, when I first heard of it, I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." And they don't—they use it to their advantage to explain a couple things, but they don't go all poutine and mounty on you. They really sparingly put it on, and it's not. They don't even go like, oh, you're Canadian, you're so nice. They don't really make a big deal about it, and I really they, appreciate they, they that. They make it sound like, yeah, you're weird because you're Canadian. Like that—that's kind of like the a little the, bit, but they don't really, they don't really lean on it in a way that 
as a Canadian, I didn't notice that. And maybe I was not really paying attention to that, but there were just a couple key moments where he was more making reference to it and that, oh, I'm Canadian. I know how to hunt and hook up solar panels and fish. And, yeah. you know, that makes sense. If someone grows and, up in that area, they're going to know and, how to do that stuff. And not only that, but they touch on that with his flashbacks. He has flashbacks with his father. And you see that his father was an outdoorsy kind of guy. And maybe he wasn't necessarily, but he picked up some of it just because he was around his father. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really well done. Um, you don't know. So his family has divorced. His mother moved to California for a job. You don't see her. She's out of the picture. And if there's you one... never, you see his father in flashbacks. You, you never ever see his mother, and you never ever hear her voice. And this is one of those things about this show is that parents aren't a factor. None of the kids. The kids are affected by their parents not being there. Or even not being there when they when before the apocalypse, but it, they don't they don't really really lean on it constantly. You know, it's just brought up when it matters. And I don't know whether that's a like I, maybe it was not quite balanced the way I would have appreciated it to be. I thought maybe they'd miss their parents a I, little bit I, more. I thought it made sense with the story they were telling. Like the ten year old Angelica, she's a genius. Mm-hmm. And she's a genius because both of her parents are college professors and they have sort of breeding her to be a genius. Mm-hmm. And so at 10 years old, she's like, yeah, I know quantum theory. So what? And, and, but it doesn't make her a good person. It makes her sort of jaded and, and sort of a sociopath. She knows she's the smartest person in the room most of the time. And yeah. as tough as she wants to be, you realize, yeah, she really is a 10-year-old girl deep down. And that kind of gets stretched out to you over the 10 episodes where you kind of go, uh, yeah, why does she need everybody? And then you realize she needs everybody because, you know, she's a 10-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't want to be alone. Yeah. And she latches on <clears throat> to, you know, there's this teacher, Miss Crumble. She's one of the only other adults outside of uh, Principal Burr that shows up. She's She's been in, infected, uh, She's but she's trying her best not to eat people. She's fighting that hunger. Um, and she's a really interesting character. They kind of, they take her in. I don't know if you saw that zombie film, Fred. I think it was Fred. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. She's not quite like on a leash type zombie pet, but she does. She's kind of like their helpful mascot. Yeah, and 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 she grows on you as a character. When she first shows up, you figure she's only going to be around for an episode, and she is in every episode. Mm-hmm. And she's great. I, again, I was worried she would be super annoying. Yeah, I thought she'd be super annoying, but nope. She sticks around, and you you, you grow to like every character. I think even the characters that like. Even Turbo, who's kind of the bad guy in the first few episodes, he makes a turnaround in the later half of the season where you're like, oh, okay, uh, I, I can actually get behind this character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm curious. Like, we were talking pre-show about the ending because I, I didn't experience it. And, I mean, if if we were to talk about the ending, it'd be more it'd be really important to talk about the future of the show and where where that ending no, leads. No, I, I think we'll spare listeners the ending. I mean, mm-hmm. we've spoiled some stuff in this, but we honestly didn't spoil every every no. aspect or detail of it. Um, if you can get through a little bit of teenage angst, 
I laughed a lot with this show. And I think that that's what that it that's the thing I don't get from The Walking Dead is this this had moments of like, oh, they're surrounded by zombies or Josh is getting chased by a bunch of bad guys. They're going to get him. Uh Oh, and you actually feel like because this is the isn't The Walking Dead and you know, don't know what's going to happen to Josh. Uh. There's that threat where we could possibly kill our main character or maim him or do something bad to him. And then they always give you some kind of clever way out for him that makes you go, oh, I never thought of that. Uh, Like, in the first episode, I think it's the first episode, uh, they need to get away from the bad guys who are chasing them. And he leads them back to his stash house. And you find out he's got a fridge that's running, that's full of blood. Yeah. And you're like, oh, sweet. So he's got something that, you know, if people get injured, he can treat their wounds or whatever. And they end up filling... uh, uh, Balloons. Balloons with with blood and pitching them at the the jocks chasing them. And that draws out the the, the zombie, uh, the, the ghoulies to get them. And that drives them away. And I thought that was really clever because I was like, wait, he's just throwing blood at them. Who cares? Yeah. And then when I realized, oh, that dra- that draws the ghoulies, I was like, oh, that's really clever. Yeah. It's it's very – the show is very smart. And again, it, it play it tweaks and, the zombie and, genre enough and, to make it even And he's not, your, he's not your badass hero. He makes a lot of mistakes along the way. And they're not mistakes like in Last, Ki- Last Kids on Earth where the kid just wanted to be the coolest kid. It's more like Josh knows he's not good at stuff, but he knows he has to do it anyway. And then he does it and fucks up and is like, oh, yeah, I knew I wasn't any good at this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he owns his mistakes. And I didn't feel there were a lot of I didn't think there were any that I experienced that were just stupid, blind mistakes. It, you're right. It was all based on just circumstance. Right. And and the mistakes he made sometimes are caught up in reality. Like he hits somebody with his katana and the katana gets stuck. <laughs> and that's a real thing that happens. And he's like, oh, crap. And you're like, yeah, no, you're screwed, buddy. Yeah, got it caught in the hand bone. It was, a, again, a great series. Totally worth the watch. If you haven't checked it out, it's on Netflix and it's an easy watch. Ten episodes, about 45 to, you know, an hour long each and uh yeah like lou said if you if you can get through a little bit of teenage angst um i would say there's there's like two or there's two episodes out of the 10 that i was kind of like okay i can fast forward through portions of this Mm -hmm. and i did and you'll know them when you get to them you'll know them when you get to them yeah, for sure. But um, I'm looking forward to a season two. I hope they get a chance to do it. It sounds like they left it on an interesting uh, cliffhanger. So I'm going to finish the season and uh, look forward to the future. Lou, we've got a listener email to end the show on, and I believe you've got some awesome uh, recommendations. But let me read this email from Kelman. Hey, guys, I'm just going to keep the questions coming as they come to me. I've been looking for a good zombie audiobook other than World War Z, and I'm having trouble finding quality. I'm looking for a serious zombie story, like how the original Alien and Blade Runner are considered hard sci-fi. I want some hard zombie stories that sounds 
wrong. <laughs> I should have read this earlier. It doesn't sound wrong. I understand what you mean. Uh, I really enjoyed the audiobook uh, to I Am Legend and would suggest that if you haven't listened, I would suggest it if you haven't listened to it yet. Lou, as the busy zombie lord, do you have any suggestions? I do. I have two suggestions. One is a series of books, and they are dead serious. If you have not listened to the Morning Star Strain Saga by Z.A. Wrecked, that is as hard zombie as you get. Uh, It's about a bunch of guys in the Navy on a battleship when a zombie outbreak happens, and they get stranded and have to fight their way back to America. But yeah, it's not the greatest written series, uh, especially the first book. Uh, the Z.A. Wrecked, or Zachary, I think it's Zachary Allen Wrecked. Um, he actually died writing the third book um, due to a... Uh, nobody knows. Uh, it's suspected of a drug overdose is what killed him. Um, he was only 26. Uh, but his family got uh, a bunch of ghostwriters to come in and finish the rest of the books for him so there's about five books in the series i've read the first three uh they're very good the first book is the roughest um they're all on audible so if you're interested in it as an audiobook they're actually really well read um you can tell that he was heavy into military stuff so if military stuff interests you he uses a lot of military jargon and dialogue and while i'm also not necessarily interested in military stuff. I know a lot of that stuff from family members and other things. I even had to look up some of the stuff they were talking about because I was like, wait a minute. Did that mean what I think it meant? And it's it's a good, they're they're fun. They're fun reads. Um, The first book is very predictable, but every book after that tends to kind of expand the universe a little bit more and be a little more creative. Um, I can't speak for the ghostwriters that wrote books four and five, uh, but if you're looking for something serious, I recommend that. If you're looking for something zombie-related and lighthearted, uh, I can highly recommend the book Mog World. Um, it's zombie-related in a fantasy type of way. Um, the main character, uh, his name is like John, or it, it, I think it's John, and He's a wizard in a wizarding school, and the nearby Hero Academy attacks his school, and he gets killed. And then a necromancer somehow resurrects him and brings him back to, to life out of the the, the, the the heavens, where he was kind of happy being dead. And his entire goal is to find a way to kill himself again. But he finds out he can't die. And... I figured out where the plot of that book was going uh, very early on before I was out of chapter three. And I was in for the ride because it's so damn funny. Hmm. Um, it's written by the escapist writer, uh, Yati uh, Krashaw. Uh, uh, he does the uh, zero punctuation for the escapist where he does video game reviews. Um, and he reads this novel. So if you've heard his voice in any of his videos, that's pretty much what you get with this book. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, That'd be interesting. And uh, it, I was highly delighted. I was skeptical because as much as I like Yahtzee's videos, I wasn't sure how I would like a book written by him. 
And uh, it's pretty much all the humor I expected from him and then some. And even though I figured out the plot by like chapter three, I was along for the ride because I like the characters. It feels very much like something written in the vein of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Cool. Uh, but, but in a fantasy world. So if you like those sort of things, that's my other recommendation for something a little less less serious. Great. Oh, uh, those are great recommendations. Uh, I'm sure Kelman and our listeners will really enjoy that. Thank you so much, Lou. Uh, well, that's going to do it for this episode of Zombies Ate My Podcast. Remember, folks, if you want to hear us talk about your favorite zombie movie, go to bit.ly slash Extra Life Ryan and donate. Uh, definitely check out our Discord, bit.ly slash Zamp Discord. I want to thank the patrons over at patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast, another fine place where you can go and support the show. Thank you so much to everybody who's written in and has been listening to the show. You can find all our episodes at zombies ate my podcast.com. Email us like Kelman did, info at zombies ate my podcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at zombies podcast and like us on Facebook, zombies ate my podcast on Facebook. You can follow myself on Twitter at rmurphy and Lou at BusyZombieLord. Finally, a quick shout-out to Joel Duggan for the artwork. You can find more of his great stuff at joelduggan.com. Lou, leave us with your fine words of wisdom. Are you muted? Yes, I am. <laughs> Always I unmute cough. your mic. I had to cough and I'm talking and I'm like, oh crap, you can't hear me. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I'm going to leave this in. <clears throat> your wisdom. My wisdom. <laughs> Always... Uh, always leave teenage angst out of the zombie apocalypse. It's true. It'll only get your fingers severed. Good night, everybody. Do, 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 do.